This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, we've got um, the Premier League to go through, so let's, uh, let's move on to there. Right now, so just before the season kicked off, Charlie, we've got a few pre-season incidents that we'd like to discuss. <laughs> um, you had two issues with the Oysters. Firstly, was the ridiculous non-payment of your bonus for not getting relegated, yeah. which Carl allowed to go to court for you to yeah. eventually resolve. And there was the issue with the uh, the non-payment of the, or the very late payment of the, the bonuses when I believe they, they tried to invest it in a pension scheme for you. And Nick's called that the investment in the Fedora Financial Services Pension Scheme. <laughs> with reference no, to Owen. If, if we put the two of them separate and we, yeah. we don't, so, don't so, want to so, so firstly, dwell on it too yeah, much. So the, the first but, issue, uh, I mean, for, for me personally, for Carl to do that to you, for someone who's taken his football club and got it by the scruff of the neck, got him in the Premier League, and for him to then do that to you, it must have left a, a, a bit of taste in your mouth. And it's not the ideal preparation for the Premier League, I wouldn't have thought. Well, I felt I felt let down at the time, um, and that's why I challenged the the the, the wording of it. Um, it wasn't because I was trying to get anything. I was just felt that I was due the money. Um, you know, it was it's, there it's and right and wrong, isn't it? It's right and wrong, basically. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not about the money the day, almost. What, no, it's not. And um, listen, it cost me more to take to go to court yeah. than it did to actually what I got paid. So I'll, I'll, try, I'll sum it up quite quickly. What happened was that I was due a payment if we got um, if we stayed in the, in the championship. And it was to be paid on the next available payday after regaining championship status. So obviously we were safe. I would say, for instance, probably April, maybe or Earlier. March, probably. Yeah, we were safe. So say it was the first of March. It should have been paid at the end of March. And listen, it was um, a decision that was that was to and fro, and and it was three or four lads had the same same thing in the contract. They didn't want to challenge it. I wanted to challenge it. And um, it ended up in court, and it just never had to get there, and that's that was it. Um, do do I um, did it unsettle me? It did, but I always wanted to know what was best for the, the players and, the, and 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 myself, and and we done that, and I, I got the verdict that, that that was that was right, and we moved on from it, um, and that was it. And the the other bonus was, I think I think it's one where it's life changing for a lot of the lads. 
the club tried to protect it by saying, you know, for the tax and things like that. But the lads were just willing to pay the tax. So they'd probably never earned that much money in one lump sum. They were happy just to take the 45% tax, move on and pay it. And um, But like the clubs, they obviously felt that they didn't have the money at the time to pay that £5 million bonus out when it was due and they were waiting on Premier League payments. And it got messy and, and eventually we got our money and... Um, it never really, it never, it never hindered us really. It never stopped us wanting to work hard and and playing in the Premier League. It gave us an opportunity to do that, and we and we and we got our money and we moved on from it. And um, uh, when we were obviously having secured your place in the Premier League, you no doubt were looking forward to a nice foreign pre-season tour just to kick it off in the right way, were you? Well, I was hoping we'd get something um, Dubai or like, something like that. Yeah, something like <laughs> Portugal or or somewhere like that, and. Um, we we end up in Devon, did we? Yeah, yeah. This was the Devon trip, the famous Devon trip. The, fa- the famous Devon trip. We end up in two hotel, different hotels, and oh, I was a listen. It was it is what it was. It was um, it was at the time Blackpool Football Club. Um, you know, we just nothing went run smoothly. But like you say, when you've got good people that that believe in what we we're doing was right, and 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 what the manager done was was great. And I remember, you know, we we played a game against Accrington Stanley and. Um, so Fletch might have told you this, but I remember at the time the Aki lads were, they were, some of the tackles were horrendous and they were giving us a bit Larry Scousers really and, um, you know, threatening, oh, you know, we're going to come in, we're going to take, steal your cars and we're going to blow your tiles up and all that. And I was like, what am I doing here? What's going on here? And we ended up bringing a waiter to training and things like that. And it was just, it was just how it was. And, um, you know, eventually we got there and we got to the first game and, and what a start it was. Certainly was. So just in the build up to the to the season, were you were you worried at all that we weren't prepared for the Premier League given that we didn't sign any players until the final two days before the season no. started? No. No, I think we were just in a zone where we were just buzzing to be going to the Premier League and, and we didn't really care what was going on, on the outside. Um Ollie was probably running around mad trying to sign players and Carl was saying you can't have these players but Ollie was wanting this player and that was just the way Blackpool was at the time. It was 100 mile an hour and it was off the cuff. And, and um, the players never even took... wouldn't even let him sign DJ, would he, if you remember? Because we got him eventually. But Yeah, um... it, was, it was a long process, that one, wasn't it? But um, it's, it, listen, it's, it's, it's part of the club and it's what it has been the history. Let's move forward and, and look to the future. We've got good owners now and the, 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 the group of players that we've got at the moment seem to be in a good good run of games and a good bit of form from, from where Neil was because there was a point in the season where it was a bit of a sticky period, wasn't there? Um, but they seem to have picked up now and, and they're going, all, going along nicely. So, But going back to the to the build-up, no, I think we were just in the we were in the, the zone of, yeah, we're going to get, we're in the Premier League, we're playing Wigan first day of the season. And then all of a sudden an influx of players turned up two days before the season started. Yeah. I was actually away on holiday because I had a pre-booked holiday and I missed the first two games. Much Can you believe I, that? Can you, honestly, could you have cancelled it, Tim? Why didn't you cancel it? I think I'd have been, been, been headed to the divorce court. If, um, yeah. So I had to watch it on. I had one of those, have you ever seen the old episode of Lightly Lads um, where yeah. they, they want to watch the England game and they don't, again, they're playing Poland, they don't want to know the score. Probably before so Charlie's time. That's I was it. over in Cyprus and I'm trying not to know the score until um uh, until uh, until I can watch it and it was just impossible it was just absolutely impossible um because it, it was for whatever reason it wasn't on live which was a 
much to my consternation and you couldn't do streams in those days so uh, but yeah, God, it was uh, what an incredible start. I was there. Too. I was there, Charlie. And what what did it feel like when you were walking out that tunnel for the first time? You've looked to your left, and you've seen that wall of tangerine behind the behind the goal. Well, I was nervous. I was yeah. I was nervous, um, but excited. I obviously family in the stands, wife and mum and dad were in the stands there, and to be able to lead Blackpool out at, in the Premier League was was a, a huge honour, and um, you know. Wigan at that time had a good team. I think it was Roberto Martinez, the manager yeah, at the time. Yeah. And they had people like McCarthy, MacArthur playing, you know, Gary Caldwell, I think, might have been there at the time. Rodelay, and, yeah. and they had a good team. And um, we knew it was going to be a tough match. And uh, we, we turned up. And I, I like you say, when we walked to the tunnel on that left hand side, which is to see Tangerine again, and they made their, their uh, they made the noise and this is the best trip we've ever been on was getting sung and it was just it was phenomenal to, to be able to do that and um, yeah the result was was incredible it was like Wembley 2.0 for me that game it was another <laughs> it was another kind of pinch me am I dreaming moment well well, the thing for me is that you know obviously we'd won 4-0 and, and it's only until the last few years you look at like say YouTube's up and running and you see all the interviews of you know supporters outside the ground and we're top of the league and we knew that we obviously were top of the league at the time and, and um, I think somebody won 5-0, didn't they, later on in the day? Chelsea, I think. Chelsea, Chelsea was, yeah. And, um, Can't take that away from us though, can we? No, nah, just great memories for, for a good hour and a bit we were top of the league. <laughs> or, you know, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was Jeff Stelling, wasn't it, who, who on Sky yeah. Sports News said, just pause a minute <laughs> yeah. for Blackpool fans and, and said, look at the league table and... Um, Again, you know, when I've I've watched a season where we finished in the uh, when you had the old re-election zone we've, when there wasn't the automatic relegation from division what was then division four where you had to apply for re-election. So we had the ignominy of that in 1983, and uh, and to see my team top of the league was it's it's and again it's quite an emotional moment. And there's yeah. been plenty of emotional moments over this two two and a half year period watching Blackpool and. Um, and that that's something that you, you know you, it's almost. I think we were top. We were, last time we were top of the league was probably the day war broke out, wasn't right, it? Yeah. The, uh-huh. um, in 1939, I think we were top um, when the league was suspended. But um, and that's probably the, the, the last time. So the the games, Charlie, were coming thick and fast in the Premier League after that. So we've we've noted down um, the Arsenal game where Evo has got sent off after five minutes. Given there's no yeah, chance, it was a real. Uh, at least we, at least we got six and no nine like Southampton last night, so it's <laughs> yeah. um, not too bad. But no, I think we'd obviously won four nil at Wigan. We thought we were the the, the bees knees, didn't we? And then <laughs> then reality hit us straight away. Evo sent off six nil at Arsenal. Welcome to the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a harsh sending off, actually. I thought. Yeah, it was, yeah, it, it was harsh. Like, Give us um, a chance, mate. Come on, you know. It, it, it might have probably only been four if we if we never got sent off. <laughs> yeah. So we've we've gone to Newcastle and won. Um, goal from yourself yeah. and and DJ when he's that was his first game back. Um, that was an amazing win. I think we fully deserved it. And uh, yeah, another iconic moment there where you've revealed the uh, you know, the t shirt for Parky. So uh, yeah, a yeah. bittersweet but moment. Pa- no, it was massive because Parky was a big Parky was a big part of my career when I was at Blackpool. He was the one that would always. You know, he played in the Premier League and he was, him and Tom, were the, I would always have a laugh and a joke with him and, and they were great people for me and, you know, we can remember it that day that when when we got told that he'd obviously had the problem and um, 
is so sad now to to see what situation he's in and and so severe and you know he keeps battling away and keeps you know being strong. So yeah, he was a he was a huge part of the football club and um, you know when when we had that and I just you know asked Wales they can we do you have something that I could write on and and um, and and show the appreciation for him and um, you know it's quite shown regular that game that Newcastle game in the Premier League on on Sky and um, I always see that that moment. I think we. It, it, it's, it's, I think it's one of those moments that resonated with a lot of us, and one of the reasons when um, I know cause you, you can't, you kind of came when we were setting up BST to the um, the opening night, didn't you, in Stanley Park? And um, yeah, we started. We, I think that was the first time we'd done a, a, a fundraiser for Parky. We were able to do it, and we, we, over the years, including that five year anniversary, do we've. Um, we've done a bit, and I think uh, I think you know we all remember what an important part it was of that setup, and um, I, th- I think we're all glad that we're able to do something. And hopefully, when all this nonsense we're having to deal with at the moment's behind us, yeah, um, we can do something again, and maybe link to getting you guys together. And that was that was part of the plan of the the game as well that we would we would be donating part of the proceeds to Parquet, and you know that was what I, as, as a players that that's what we would we would we would be looking to do do you know what I mean and um it's um listen it's if that ever happens again and we can get if we can get back to some kind of normality and and we can do that it'd be great because like you said he played a massive part and um it was taken away from him um at such a young age mm. I mean what a great event that'd be to kind of once covid's been and gone, well, not been and gone, but once it's uh, in the in the back door, almost it'll be a great event to try and get this game on as a big welcome. We're back kind of thing. So let's uh, let's hope we can get something yeah sorted out through that. So I'm sure we can put them something through BST, can't we, Tim? To address the yeah, club. I mean, uh, G- Charlie unfortunately missed out when we played uh, Brett's testimonial, didn't you? I think Stoke was still yeah, let me play. play and it's and it's and it's even small things like that that that, that we could that should be getting rewarded again and 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 do you know what I mean like and what they gave for the football club so we'll see it um, having chats with the the owners and the the people that are in charge at the moment they're they're up for for things like that and 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 having communication with the players and and having the players around and being part of it so we'll, we'll see what happens in in the future um so no it's definitely something that we if we can bang our heads together and get something together and and i think it would be a special moment yeah definitely so, uh, go on, go on, go on, go on. Do you want me to say yeah. i'll take it the only reason i was I, I was actually brought up as a liverpool fan which i've i've mentioned i think on here before my dad was a liverpool fan but still is a liverpool fan and um going to anfield away in october yeah um uh it, it, I mean, Liverpool, when I grew up, Liverpool were basically unbeatable. You know, they they, they rarely lost at home. They um, rarely lost any games full stop, you know, winning European Cups, winning the leagues by on a canter. And, Sounds a bit uh, late now then, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> not anymore. But to, turn, but to turn up in October um, and see that, because it's quite an old scoreboard at Liverpool, isn't it? It's like something, yeah. like, I think it's been there since probably since the 70s or early 80s. And to see that, uh, scoreboard at the end of the game showing Liverpool one, Blackpool two, was just it was like it, that. That was probably for me the most mind blowing moment moments of the whole Premier Premier season that we beat Liverpool. I mean, obviously we go on to do the double over them, but we beat Liverpool away. And and what was it like to play in that game and to score? You because you scored at the cop end, didn't you? Yeah, I scored, obviously scored the penalty, didn't I? And um, when we went one 0 up through Luke Varney scored. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, listen, we were just in dreamland. Uh, I was fortunate enough when we were, if you look at their team, you know, Gerard, they had you know Skirtle, they had Reina, they had um, Carragher, didn't Carriger. they? Um, Carragher played. Uh, Great guy, Carragher's, whatever his name Karigos, is. Yeah, Kariakos, Lucas, it. I think Lucas Leavis might yeah. have played. Um, so it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. They had, you know, say so I was fortunate to play against Stevie G and a player that I'd looked at growing up and felt, you know, getting against him and, and playing. And, and obviously we'd won the game and talk about that memories as well. Uh, we'd, We'd um, obviously we won two one and, and I can remember us enjoying it after that game. We couldn't believe that we got clapped off from the cop um, after the game, and it was it was a phenomenal 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 day. Do you know I had a dream the night before that you were actually going to win three nil, and I put twenty quid on us winning, which was quite good. I think I got I think it was about fifteen to one or something stupid. So it was it, I did all right out of that, um, but I actually had uh, twenty quid on us winning three nil, which was. I think I think I was going to get five grand off a twenty quid bet, and we were two nil up. And you, I, I was like, "It's like you with your five million quid." I'm thinking, "I might get this." And then Kiriakos like, scored the bloody header. All right, okay, was, no, no, don't get greedy, Sim. The equaliser came quite early in the the second half, didn't it? I was, yeah. like, I was thinking, I was, I was thinking, uh, my dog. Yeah, he he didn't like that equaliser, did he or she? Uh. Um, I was thinking, oh God, here we go. I thought the floodlight, floodgates were no, going to open, but it wasn't we the case. Tuning, we were tuning up at the time, were we not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah. And, they, and they scored late, didn't they? Was it in the first half? Was it, no, it was, no, it was in the second half. Yeah, we were tuning up at half time, yeah. and they scored late on. It was about five minutes to go, and we and the Alamo were coming, and we were thinking this could end up, and they have a chance right at the death. No, they scored, they scored quite early, Charlie. They, they scored quite early in the second half. It was about yeah, 55, yeah, 60 yeah. minutes. Yeah. We, had, we had a long way to go. Yeah, that's when I was thinking, oh, God, here we go. But yeah, um, we, we were comfortable, so weren't we? We weren't We weren't really under the cosh. No, we, 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 we were. I don't think many of the games, listen, we, we got beat five or six from Chelsea, four at Chelsea, six at Arsenal. But a lot of the games, even United at home, we felt comfortable 2-0 up there and we lose 3-2. It was just quality in the end and... Yeah. You know, good finishing. The end finishes off really. And uh, you know, I, think, I think if you'd had VAR, I think you'd have stayed up because I think there was. I think I don't think you actually got the rub of the green that year. I know the, the next game I was going to mention was Man City, where um, I thought we played superb. That was, for, that was our first time on Sky, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. no, I, we'd played. That was a Super Sunday game, wasn't it? Four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock kick. I mean, I thought Mancini. we played superb, and I think two of their goals would arguably not have been given in today's game. I think there was a foul. There was there a foul on Everett for one, and, was, and I think yeah. they were offside on the other. Yeah, and, Tevis. Um, I just always felt during that season that we we never quite got the rub of the green. Um, now, whether that's because there's that a little bit of bias towards the big side, I don't know, but it just seemed to happen too often for me. I, um, I thought we were. At, uh, it's easy to say in hindsight now. I thought we were too naive at times. We were far too open. Um, if we were probably a little bit more experienced in the team or Premier League experience, we might have seen games out. We were 2 0 up at Blackburn, 2 0 up at Bolton. That would have kept us up. Um, where else we, we were leading and we, we drew games. And it was, you know, we drew, I think, 1 1 with the Wolves at home that we probably should have won. Um, so it was, listen, it was tough, but. That was a journey that you could never take back, take away from us. 
There was the the Villa game, the Villa away game, um, Charlie, when that, that controversial game when Ollie's decided yeah. to change the entire squad. Yeah. I mean, what annoyed me about that was because they were they were floundering themselves at the time. Villa, they were there Struggling. for the ta- they were there for the taking. That was a potentially uh-huh. a, an easier game than West Ham away, which is why he's rested all those players and. We've narrowly lost that game, and if if he'd have played the starting eleven, I'm pretty sure we'd have wiped the floor with them. But we think we'd have beaten them. Just for the benefit of uh, our younger uh, viewers uh, who may not remember, in um, as compared with the game before, we didn't play Matt Jilts in goals. We didn't play Erdley, Ian Everett, Grandin, DJ, Craney, Fawn, Fletch, or Charlie. I think there was only one outfield player who played from, and I forgot, was it? Was it Keith, Keith? Southern? Keith Southern played, I think. Keith yeah. Somebody, played, yeah. There was one player from the previous game who started, and we actually got in a lot of trouble, didn't we? Because um, we got fined <laughs> for picking yeah. from your squad. But what, what was no, the. And Ollie, and, Ollie res- and Ollie resigned, didn't he? And I don't know, it was for theatrics, and Carl refused to accept yeah. it. No, it was probably, probably some, they probably did resign, and Ollie was saying, um, but he was right enough, like you say, it was probably the first time that a club had actually said, like, I'm changing my players. Mm. to that level of nine, ten changes. Huh? Um, what did you think of it at the time, though, Charlie? What What did you think in the dressing room when he announced it? Well, every player wants to play, and we were disappointed not to play, but when we were, I think we, we were winning the game at some point, weren't we? I'm not sure we were winning, because I, I think Delfonso no, D- actually, uh, Nathan Delfonso scored for them, didn't he? Yeah, he, put, he put them one up, and um, DJ, DJ equalised. Remember, it was like a deflected shot, and it kind of looped in at yeah. the uh, whole turn. Well, I think we, we, were drawing, we were drawing at one point or something like that, and we were excited on the bench. And, uh, he we changed thought, it, like, hadn't he? We, we changed it, yeah, and he said, like, by the way, we're going to win this. And uh, I think we lost a late goal, didn't we? James um, Collins. James Collins, yeah. So it was, um, no, it was tough, because we wanted to play, and then... The West Ham game, that's, for me, that was when the season derailed when we lost the goalkeeper. Yeah, oh, I was gonna, we were going to say that. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. probably it's the, the, the one defining, it's probably the most defining moment of the whole season, I think, isn't it? Losing uh, Jilts for, I think we lost yeah, him for five Jill, months. was brilliant for us and um, we lost him for about four or five months, I think, with a knee injury and obviously Richard Kings come in and um, listen, it's, it's not just all about the goalkeeper, but, you know, when you've got somebody at the back it's so assured, so vocal, um, and the presence there, it made a big difference to the defence. And um, yeah, we, I, I sort of heard the rumour that we had a chance of signing Shea Given mm-hmm. at the time on loan, and um, he was an absolute fortunate Man City, but we, we couldn't afford them. Yeah, it was. I think it was. I think the idea was that we took him on loan to the end of the season. I think, I, I, as the stories I heard, it was going to cost half a million. And the problem was, and and I, and, and I suspect this is there's some truth in this. We play Sunderland between Christmas and New Year, and we win two nil. And and, and Kingston had a, a by a flu. He had a storm, didn't he? He had yeah, it up, 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 up at um, Sunderland. I was, yeah, yeah. I was suspended again. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and it was it was that blue that blue kit we wore. This wasn't one, it? yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I won't find the quid that game because uh, I had uh, I had DJ in Blackpool to win, and um, but we but at that point we were eighth. With 25 points from 17 games, so halfway oh, unbelievable. Through, uh, you know, and and I think then the view was you probably only need 35, 35, three more wins, three more wins. And I think yeah. I suspect, I suspect, Carl looks and thinks half a million quid, Shay given. Kingston's had a stormer, don't need him. And uh, you know, well, I mean, that's I'm only guessing, but you know, if you've got a chance to sign someone of Given's experience, I think Given got injured not long afterwards in training and missed the rest of the season anyway, but. If he'd come to us, it, it, that wouldn't have happened. And um, 
I think if we'd had either Jilts or, or him in, we I don't think it would have gone down. No, really. I don't either. No. Um, John, next you go next. Okay, so obviously that Sunderland game's uh, been and gone. I remember coming out of there, Charlie was speaking to my sister again, saying, we are never going down. We're on 20 <laughs> points. That's what I said to you, her. I said, so we are never- you, you cost us then, yeah. <laughs> I said, we are never going down after seeing that. So... January transfer windows come round, and it'd be remiss of us not to mention Uh-oh. this. We know you know what's coming. Yeah. Um, was it right? Ko Carl told you you couldn't leave for Liverpool as it was top. They were top four. Well, they um, weren't top. They were because, the because they weren't top four. But no, no one would have blamed you for going to Liverpool when Liverpool come knocking. You go, don't you? So yeah. how how was it for you? Was how unsettling was it for you personally? Listen, it was life changing and. Um... It was it was a difficult decision because you know I was I was, no, I was never promised. I was told if you know if you can go to the Premier League, that obviously they'll get you to the Premier League. Obviously playing the Premier League, and when a club like Liverpool comes, I thought it'd been you know been quite easy to, to just get out and go and play for Liverpool. Um, but it wasn't to be. You know, Carl's obviously a tough negotiator, and you know looking back. It, um, it was probably the right decision for the football club because they were selling probably the best player and it was probably it would probably give them less chance of staying up and um, f- unfortunately for me that then ruled me out moving anywhere and um, you know it was a it was a tough month but I, I hope that you know the transfer request was just basically just trying to see if it would move the thing and move the deal on a lot quicker it wasn't to be and um, I hope my performances from the, the end of this from, from that January to the end of the season proved that you know my heart was still in the football club and, and that, that whatever happened in January was put to the bed and, and I'd wait through the summer to see what would happen I think I think it was um, from our perspective I think you know we we, 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 we knew we know where we are we know what we are Blackpool and I don't think anybody, and John sort of alluded to this before, anybody would ever criticise any player for going, for, as long as they're moving up and not sideways or yeah. down just for money. If, got, if they're actually bettering themselves as a footballer and going to a, going to a, and there's no, Liverpool were going through a transition period then, but let's have no doubt, let's, let's not mess around. You know, they are a massive, massive club on the world stage, aren't they? And they were then, even though they were a little bit in the doldrums. No, nobody would ever. I've had any criticism of anybody who took up took that opportunity, and uh, we we would just be grateful for the fact that we've had players like you and 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 some of the other guys who were there at the time. Uh, we were able to watch you. That that's what that's why I don't think probably at Blackpool you were allowed to do stuff that you wouldn't you never got away with at Liverpool and never got away with at other clubs because we'd never seen the likes of you and others play for us. So yeah. if you want to have a, if you want to have a if you want to try and ping a fifty yard pole that it doesn't come off. We aren't. We, we will say bloody hell. We aren't. That's brilliant. It nearly came off, um, and and I think perhaps that positive energy helps. Probably, I like to think helps you and helps uh, helps Evo and all the other players who I think really stepped up that year. And the no, year you're, you're you're absolutely spot on. I remember you know when I was going trying things and it never come off, but I'd still be getting cheered and I'd still be they'd still be getting a clap and they'd be still singing my name and. You know, and that's when you know that you're you're liked and you're in a place where you you're you're they appreciate what you're trying to do and um, and that's what I tried doing performances on a Saturday was just you know give my all and and try and be the best player and and you know I always believed that I wanted to walk at that football club where people remember my name and 
and and being up there with the great players, you know, I've said before, Armfield and people like that, and that's that was massive for me because when you do get a club and you you you, you enjoy it so much and you you have so much affiliation to it, it's hard to leave it. And um, let's say when a club like Liverpool comes, it was it was uh, it was a difficult decision to hand the transfer request because I felt that it was going to be disrespectful to the supporters, but also to to my teammates who help me get to that position but I had to do it because it picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app there's nothing quite like a McDelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com the TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with three for mental health awareness week this year Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Like you say, it was life-changing for me, career-wise, but off the pitch as well. It was it was changing my life, so and changed my family's life. So mm. it was tough, but when it knew it wasn't going to happen, uh, I knuckled in, I woke up the next day, and I think within two days we played West Brom um, on the telly and I scored a penalty. I'm just trying to think the first the first home game when you came back. I'm sure you were on the we on the bench. Did you come off the bench? I remember seeing you coming on and you put a right shift in, in the first game back. I maybe I may after be wrong. The, after, after the transfer, yeah, break. yeah, yeah. No, we we played West Brom at home, and that's when um, I scored and I, I went mad and I pointed to the fans. Yeah, this, was, it, yeah. For, this was for you, and you know the appreciation that I had and the support that I had while I was going through what I was going through was. Was 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 phenomenal, and I was emotional after that mm. because I um, I always knew that had the supporters had supported me through the good times, and um, you know I did you know when I handed the transfer request, and I didn't want to do it, but I felt that I I had to to try and make the move happen, and, and it never happened. So it's like Sting Charlie, it's a, it's a one potentially all right. The move happened in the end, but it was a yeah. once in a lifetime opportunity. That's what anyone with half a brain would think at the, the time. No, you know, I know you've got that. to grab it with both hands, haven't you? But, but when you're in that, that that position where you're at, you're captain of the football club and you've got to lead by example and you do things like I felt that I let a few people down and, and you know, like you say, every goal I scored, I still do not. I, get, I, I enjoy it and um, let's say the, the 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 bond that I have with the Blackpool supporters with, uh, is, is great and, and hopefully that can continue um, in, in years to come. What Did you have any conversations in the dressing room with any of the lads at the time of when this was going on? What Did they support you? Yeah, and what was it? yeah they, could, they couldn't believe I wasn't allowed to go. Um, they were supporting me. They were saying, listen, half of them actually said to me, listen, I think you should just hand a transfer request and it was half of them pushing it that way as well because they knew what was going on and they wanted to you know, I was open and honest with them and they were trying to say, listen, it's life-changing and it was tough, but I said, like, don't worry about us, it's important that you, you look after yourself and, um, no, it was, it was, listen, it was tough because they're a good group of lads and um, I was just fortunate, lucky enough that I could, could go back in the, in the dressing room after that and, and they knew that I'd give my all and I'd lead them by example and, and I did that for the rest of the season. Yep. 
we had, we had a, and, and this, I don't think this isn't any criticism of you by any stretch of the imagination, but we seem to have a bit of dip of inform in February and March. And I think we yeah. seem to play a lot of teams who are now at the bottom at home, particularly, and we either lost or drew and didn't perform as well as we could have done. And I remember I, a game against Sunderland. We played Sunderland at home yeah. and we lost two, was it 2-1 or 2-0? Yeah, I thought it was 3-1, but I might be wrong. 3-1 maybe, yeah. yeah. And um, we should have won games like that. Wolves at home, we should have won. But Lost to Birmingham but, um, twice. Yeah. Birmingham twice, yeah. I remember that day. I, I sold one of the pies for the for the game at, at, um, at Birmingham game. Um just a quick the question was, I mean, if you look at our, our January transfer business, I think the best bit of the transfer business, um, all credit to Carl, was not letting you go. Yeah. Um, um, but then we, you know, we brought in Andy Reid, Kornienko and BT. And mm. and during those periods, uh, quite a few of them played quite a bit. And I think it, I remember Keith was sort of dropped and, um, uh, and I, I can't, and I've can't, and uh, I think we brought punching in as well. Who it it ended up being quite a good signing. Yeah. But um, for me, we we seem to lose um, a little bit of the soul out of the team. Maybe you know the because you'd all, you'd all been playing together for two or three years and knew each other like the back of your hand. Yeah. Is that, no. Do you think there no, might be something? Fair. In that? No, no, it's fair. Yeah, I thought we brought in we brought in players that you know were uh, substandard. They probably weren't good enough for. for they were good enough, but never bought into how we how we were. You know, we were hardworking players um, that had a bit of quality in the end. And you know, when you you, you try to listen, when you get an opportunity to sign players of a beat caliber and Andy Reid, who you know had good CVs, it was it was hard to turn down. And um, it was it was a difficult time, and you know, probably never worked what what we actually thought it would have. Um, so no, it was disappointing, but. I keep going back to I think it was the the goalkeeper thing was 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 massive for us. Mm. Well, if we, if we if we talk about that, you you, you touched on Blackburn away um, before. Um, you're cruising. I had more money on in this one, but this time it didn't pay. You're off. a problem gambler, Tim. Oh, he's back. Uh, to uh, him. <laughs> going on DJ Gambler's Anonymous, Charlie Adam, and a Blackpool win away from home was like it was like taking money candy off a baby off the off the bookies back then. Um, but in this one, I had Charlie Adam and Blackpool to win at Blackburn, and uh, you scored a fantastic what, free kick. What a free kick that was! Another in the top yeah. bin. Yeah, I think that was another game I come back from another suspension there, <laughs> or or an injury or something. Like that. I remember it. I remember um, scoring that. Yeah, I say I scored a penalty that day, and I um, was getting a bit of stick from Blackpool fans. I put my arms up and. Um, Sophie at the time, my wife, she was in the in a box behind the goal, and um, she was banging on the window, and and the Blackburn fans turned round and they they started giving them dogs abuse. So it was um, yeah, it was tough, but uh, you two past I remember, them. yeah, and I remember the free kick. Um, you know, it was about twenty, it was about twenty yards, twenty five yards, out, and uh, Paul Robinson was in goals, and I've uh, whipped it into the top corner. It was no, uh, it was a it was a good free kick. But I think a lot yeah. of a lot of us sight that game as the time when we knew we were going to go and get relegated because that incident with Kingston, um, to, you know, when it went 2-2, we were down our end and A, we should have had a corner in like the 93rd minute. Um, Howard Webb it was, he's given them a goal kick. The ball's gone into the middle. Fletch has been fouled. He's given them another dodgy free kick and it was like he couldn't wait just to give them one more opportunity. And I, I knew as soon as he's give that free kick and the way Kingston was playing... They were going to launch it in the box, and I think Evo, Chris Samba. yeah, Chris Samba, 
What did Evo... Was Evo saying something to Kingston? Because you could see a conversation. I'm sure he was, was he saying to him, just stay on your line, we'll deal with it? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know what he was saying back then, but um, no, it was, like you say, when you're 2-0 up and you're, you're cruising, like you say, we were cruising. Same at Bolton. We were 2-0 up cruising again and we lost late goals. Um, but that was just, you know, lack of experience in the Premier League and big Sam, you know, knew what was... Was, it, was Sam the manager at the time? Was it Steve King? Thank you. Uh, Steve um, King? Yeah, I, I think I I can't remember now. I'm I, sure. Did Alex get sacked at some point yeah, during that he season? He might have got sacked during that point, but maybe maybe he was manager at Bloomfield Road because yeah, he was definitely. I yeah. remember I remember getting told that he deliberately played Phil Jones to man mark me that one of the games might have been at um, Ewood Park or at Bloomfield Road. And um, yeah, so that was that was something I got told later on. Um, yeah, Charlie, years later, you see that? Is Richard what? Kingston in the WhatsApp group? No, no, <laughs> he's not. But um, he'll, he'll be. Go on, Charlie. He 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 might be. He'll be in Ghana somewhere, you know, enjoying himself. He was a listen. He was a great character, great ladder. Yeah. Um, there was a story, wasn't there, that um, his his ex wife was a witch. <laughs> And that she'd put a spell on him, and because uh, he never got another club again. Something like that. He was at Wigan. When, was it Wigan? Yeah, he was. He came to. He was at Wigan before us. And yeah, come to us. I remember when he first came in the door. He um, obviously he was a Ghana, he was Ghana international, yeah. and they were sponsored from Nike. And all like, at that time, the lads were like buying their own boots and that. And he got first delivery. He got big, this big box. Honestly, it was full of Nike gloves and boots and all that. And the lads were like buzzing. He used to get boots every week from Nike and all that. And it was just. And all the lads were like, what are they? And he used to just hand them at the lads and you know, he'd get sent everything in. But it was um no, he was another one that, that enjoyed being in the group. he you know, he was a laugh and a joke and he had a good time, but you know, in, in the end probably you know, he had a tough time in, in goals for us. So there's obviously memorable games at home, uh, but we beat Liverpool as the, the famous game in United again when we've thrown that away two 0 up and we've we've lost that three two, but Yeah. Let's go on about the the Spurs away game for that famous uh, double penalty. Now I watched that in the, uh, the old town hall in Polton. I still remember uh-huh. it clear as day today. What was going through your head on that second penalty? Did you have any? No, I had no reservations about it. taking it. No, I'd obviously missed the last one, and um, a minute late, we've got another. It, it went for it went who, for who, corner. Who tried to take the ball off you? DJ. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so. I'd obviously missed that one. Gomez, good save, didn't he? Left-hand side. Yeah. I went round the post. We got a corner. I whipped a corner in and then there was a, f- a foul or something. Like Go- Gomez, Gomez was still hyped up from the penalty save and he's, he's yeah. clattered Fletch, I think. Yeah, clattered Fletch or something like that. And then we got a penalty and I um, I, I get I take the ball and DJ wants it. But Balls no, of so steel was, to take that, Charlie. I, I was penalty taker at the time and I knew as a captain I had to lead by example and... I knew that I was just putting my foot through it and hoping that it would go in the net. And there's another one we lost a, a goal late on again. Mm. Uh, Jermaine Defoe, wasn't it? Defoe scored eight minutes. And so it's just like we were one the luck. Just, he'd only just come on. He, did, uh-huh. he, wasn't, he came on a sub and just hit it from about 20, 20 25 yards. It was just yeah, it was good strike. And um, yeah, so it's another game that probably we, we, we should have probably been comfortable in the Premier League that season and um, it was a huge blow for us to lose a goal 89 minutes mm. yeah I, I think probably you showed the most emotion tell me if I'm wrong probably ever in your professional career 
over that on, on when he scored that penalty. I think you you could see it on your face. It was it was it was etched there, wasn't it? What it meant to you? Yeah, because we'd we'd obviously went one nil up, and um, that probably would have got a safe um, that result. If we'd, we'd, that was was that at, is that at um, White Hart Lane? Yeah, pretty yeah. sure it was. That was it. That was the yeah. moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because we obviously it was near the end of the season, I think, and we we knew probably if we'd won that, it might have been safe, but not to be. And um, you know, we're all. Do you remember? Do you remember? I think Wigan were were dead and buried, and uh, and I think you pounced it on and Zobbia, wasn't it? Who just went on um, this unbelievable scoring run. Yeah. That got that got them out, out of the danger zone, and um, which leads us. I know we, we had a fantastic home win against Bolton, didn't we? Um, four three, wasn't it? Yeah. The best game, great, game to, great game to watch. That yeah, yeah. I scored, I scored the I scored that day as well. I remember that you one. Scored, yeah. you scored the winner. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I think you put us four two up, and I think they got one back afterwards. And then and then we, you know, um, the, the 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 finale um, away at the Theatre of Dreams. Yeah, we need to win. Yeah, we need to win to to do something to stay up, and um, we go uh, we go one nil up, don't we? One down. Is it? Yeah. Uh, no, we went. One, yeah. No, we went one down. Um, did we get, did we go one was that lot left back? Yeah. Yeah, Charlie, you equalised with that free kick. So I equalised with a free kick. Yeah. So obviously the walls there, Paul Scholes in the wall, and um, Van der Sar's in goals, and I knew that. I thought. Paul Scholes is the smallest in the wall. If I aim for his head, he might duck it away. And fortunately enough, he, he moved it away and never got it. And it was um, 1-1 and run back towards the Blackpool end. And it was 1-1 at halftime, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then and then, and then Fletch goes that flick. What a goal that I was. Love, what a goal. goal. After, just the, after... It's the, it's the uh, movement. Just after well. halftime was just in dreamland, really. And... Um, I think that probably was the, the worst thing that could happen. We scored so early because yeah. then they brought on Michael Owen Anderson come on and and we end up losing 4-2. Yeah. And it, it was almost like, um, I, um, I think Fletch scored about 55 minutes or something, 57 minutes. And I said it was one of my favourite goals of the Premier League because I just think the movement that we showed, I think Punching was involved on the yeah. right-hand side. Born. And um, he, I, I remember at least Sharp scoring a goal like that against Barcelona back in the... Late 80s or yeah, 90s. It, yeah, and it reminded me of like that type of goal. And again, seeing a Blackpool player scoring goals like that was at, at you know, Man United was just you know, well, they're, they're memories that you that, that just can never be taken away from you. But I just think we it was Evo then who made a, a mistake, and I think we just seemed to we just seemed to have given everything at, at 60 minutes and had nothing left to give. Yeah, that's and I think that's probably that was probably that was probably the the story of the season when we were unbelievable for sixty sixty five minutes, and probably after that we we died a death really, and that's why maybe we we conceded so many late goals. That was too much quality on the United team. I don't think they'd actually concede. They'd never been behind at half time in a game, and I think they'd only lost once all season. That to I think it was to West Brom that season, so we were really up against it, but. I think it's one of the maddest I've ever been. Uh, sort of lost it when we went to one up at that game. It's like what a moment when um, Fletch scored. But um, obviously, at the end, it was a it was a very emotional moment for for me personally and all the other Blackpool fans. We knew it was the end of an era. We knew you were going to leave, and we kind of knew the team was was going to break up. So it was a it was kind of a horrible moment 
for me at the end. And I, yeah, I guess you must time, have known it was your last game for Blackpool and no, you were going to go on to bigger and better things, no? No, at that time I never thought, when I was walking off the pitch, I never thought about that, never went through my mind where I was, what was going to happen. My my thought was I'd let everybody down. That's how I, that's how I felt. I'd let everybody down. I, I was there to, to keep Blackpool in the Premier League and I never achieved that. And that was the toughest part, that walk from... From that corner to the to the dressing room was tough, and um, yeah, it was just felt. I felt that I'd let so many people down that we never achieved that. So it was it was tough to take, and and then obviously the summer developed, and um, then obviously the move happened, and then then I moved on. Um, overall, what would you say your best memory was of your time at Blackpool? Um. Tough question, that Tim. Uh, it's, it's hard. There's a lot to the problem. It's, 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 it's hard, and 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 probably I might say the old cliche, but I think the day I signed to the day I left, I enjoyed every moment, no matter what was going on. It was a club where I was at my happiest. Probably played my best football, and um, life changed for me when I was there because I end up married, I end up having kids. You know, lived in the area was only until last season I was living in or well, earlier this season I was still living in the area so it was um no I, I would never say that there was there was any regrets it was just the, the disappointment of of getting relegated but I enjoyed every single moment of of being a Blackpool I think it's fair to say we enjoyed every moment of seeing you play Charlie as well I feel like we've seen a, a best player I've seen in my lifetime anyway so let's um, just we'll, we're on two hours now so we'll we'll try and wrap it up so we're going to talk about post Blackpool now obviously um, Sam's going to speak to you in more depth about your, your career in general so yeah. you've, you've signed for Liverpool um, your dream moves happened um, a, a, a reasonable year at Liverpool would you say? No it was a reasonable year it was a good year we obviously won the Carling Cup got to an FA Cup final I got injured quite late in the season uh, missing the FA Cup final I played 24 games in a row in the league and then I got dropped for that um, that game, that infamous game when um, Suarez with um, Patrice Evra. Um, I was on the bench that day and um, come on and set up the, the goal for, for Suarez to, I think it was Suarez that scored the goal and we lost 2-1. So listen, I loved my time there for that year and um, it's probably the only regret really of my career that I probably should have stayed there probably another year. Um but at that time, I wanted to play football, and I got the opportunity to go to Stoke. Yeah. So you you've gone to Stoke, and you've, you've you were there for was it five six years, and you've played a hell of a lot of games. Seven, seven years, years right? Yeah. So it's, seven years. Yeah. So you've, you've I didn't played yeah. consistently top level football for an extended period of time that, in your career. That V class Mercedes parked outside your house at seven o'clock every morning, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a long no, slog was... going there every day. Yeah, no, it was a long slog, and I, uh, fortunately enough, I managed to get got myself a driver. Um, <laughs> took me, there every, yeah, took me there every day, but it was like 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 Tim was saying, you know, that I enjoyed living in the area so much that I found it hard to leave, and I still I find it hard now being away. This is the first time I've properly been away because even when I was at Redden, family still lived in Blackpool, and I was travelling up and down the road, and we made the decision. Um, at the start of the, the next move where we'd go that everybody'd go together um, obviously lockdowns come to us but it's difficult listen we're enjoying being in Scotland and Glasgow and I'm enjoying playing where I am but you know Poulton is, is always going to be be home probably um, when I do do finish playing Excellent oh, that's good that's good to say because I'm actually um, the manager of Poulton under 8's uh, JFC 
uh, Charlie. So um, pa- oh, I do okay. know Parish. I do know Parish. So yeah. After um, when you come back down, you'll have to come down and do a guest training session if you want. Oh, That'd be great look. for the boys. Yeah, definitely, brilliant. Come and have a watch. I was, I was telling look. John about your appearance in the lads versus dads at Poulton just before you started your Premiership season when you uh, you, you you made a, a quick guest appearance, didn't you? I'm down Cottermore yourself. Yeah, I did. Yeah, no, I um, I got roped in. Typical parish roping me in as well. And, and I saw somebody coming and diving a tackle with you. And I thought, if if Charlie misses the only game of the Premier League season, yeah, because of this, yeah. But no, it's um, ah, listen, it's good to be part. Obviously, I look, we were looking back at photos not so long ago, and you know, Nico now is seventeen years of age. So it's to see where they were then to where they are now. They just grow up so quick, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So just before we go, Charlie, let's talk about. Obviously, the period between Stoke and Reading. Yeah. Um, how close were you to re-signing? Because you were spotted. You, you were spotted at AFC file. Ca- yeah. I, I mean, I, I, we all want to know that. We all want to know this because we were all clamouring for this signature. I mean, yeah. it had been a it had been a dream for for us to see you back in the Tangerine shirts again. So, how close were you to to joining? What happened there? Well, so so how it happened? Um, I. I Obviously, new owners come in, and um, I'd spoken to to Simon when he'd come over. I went to Blackpool to the stadium to meet them, had a chat with him and the new chairman. Um, it wasn't Ben at the time; it was Michael as a Bolingbrook. Yeah, it was Michael and Ben Hatton, wasn't it? Ben Hatton, yeah. So they were there at the time, and um, were you there at the call- time? Were you involved, Tim? I think. Well, I think we and Charlie had a couple of chats and I I tended to stay out because I was getting stick last night about some of the interim board signings, wasn't I? But the reality is I just, I didn't think it was right as a Blackpool fan that I would be involved in things like that. So right. I tended to stay out of it, out of choice, whether I would have been involved or not. Otherwise, I don't know, but I focused on other things. But Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so, so, so the, 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 the chats come and um, it wasn't a strange chat. I was just... They asked me what I was thinking of doing and what I wanted to do, and and I said, "Listen, I want to keep playing. I want to to eventually go into coaching and management." And um, obviously, Simon coming as manager, and um, we tried to negotiate a deal really to make something happen because I wanted to come back and play and I wanted to enjoy it, and I could finish my career at Blackpool. That would be amazing. Um, but out of the blue, I got an opportunity to go to Reading to play in the Championship, and. Um, and that's that's what it was. Um, you know, the opportunity was to return, but I felt I still had enough to to offer the the championship, and um, and, and that's the step I, ta- I took. Mm. And um, you know, that that was that was the reason, really. And obviously, you've now you've now had your. your, your well, is it a dream move for you to go back to Dundee, your hometown, your your boyhood, your boyhood club? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is this is my this is this is the. This is the team I supported as a kid. Right. This is a this is my my club that I you know I enjoyed. I never thought I'd get the opportunity to play. And um, how did that move come about then? Well, just just out of the blue, obviously I wasn't. I was training on my own, and and um, one or two things were were materialised to go abroad. I was probably I had an offer to go to Australia, which I was considering. And um, yeah, no, I was going to go to a club in Australia. I was talking to the manager, and then obviously COVID was there, so. That deal fell through because my family couldn't move at the same time. I had to go there for three months on my own before they then could come out. And it was just, it was a bit messy. Um, so we wanted to go wherever we were going to go. We were going together. And um, so it was, yeah, it was tough. I wanted to try and make something happen. Um, 
again at Blackpool if it was possible I got my agent to speak to, to the club and it wasn't to be um, the management team obviously wanted to go in a different direction which is which is which is understandable. They want younger players, and 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 you know that's that's how it is. Um, so no hard feelings there. And then out of the blue, the manager Dundee phoned me and said, "Would you like to come and come and play here? I think it would be good for you." Um, and I was I was up for it. And um, in that period of time, obviously everybody well documented that that my mum fell ill, and that made the decision a little bit easier. Really, um, I, I wasn't. A, too keen on coming back to Scotland. Um, was your I was mom, happy did to... your mum live up in Scotland, Charlie? So my mum lived in Dundee. Okay, so right, lived... yeah, right. So she still lived at home. She still lived in Dundee. I wanted to stay probably more in the northwest because family were there, Paul, and that was home for us. And um, kids were at school; they were happy. And um, this opportunity come round, and and then when I found the news about mum, it was just. Um, accelerated the process really quicker and um, I made the decision that I was going to come back and and uh, I'm loving being back and you've, you've I think it's been um, reasonably successful for you hasn't it because I've noticed you picked up the divisional player of the month did you for December hey, there you go Still he's got it, too, Charlie. Still got it. He's, n- he's never too far away. This little guy. <laughs> uh, when you get to my age, there's no many. You don't. You don't get many accolades um, on your own. So I try and keep them. I'm, I'm actually surprised that I'm allowed in the house. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because everything else is in lock, as in storage or it's um, in boxes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a perfect end of your career, really, isn't it? Getting getting back to your hometown club, and it, it must be brilliant. It is. For you. It is. I, f- I feel good. I am enjoying it. I'm playing. I've scored a few goals, yeah, I've set up a few goals. We've been a little bit inconsistent, really. You know, Hearts are, are, are um, they're a strong team. They've probably they've got the best budget in the league. Um, so it's going to be tough, but, you know, we can we can get into a playoff position if we, we can we can do with the next few games we've got. So, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's a good challenge and, um, you know, it'll be a nice way to, to finish, hopefully, in a, yeah. in, a, in a couple of years. So what's your plans after you, you finish playing? Have you got Coach, coaching, 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 yeah. coaching, coaching or management, hopefully. Um, you know, I do obviously do a bit of media now away from the game, which I, I really enjoy. But there's no better than, than than actually being a footballer or being a manager. So hopefully one day I can I'll get that opportunity and um, and we'll see where it takes us. Hopefully back at Bloomfield Road one day, Charlie. Be great to see him, Tim, on it uh, leading the team well, out. It would, it would. I'm so, I, I think your Blackpool story hasn't quite finished yet, Charlie. Um, so somewhere along the line, I I think we'll. Um, We'll see you back at Bloomfield Road. No, I, listen, I'm, yeah. I, I, I hope so as well. It's um, you know, it'd be it's a club that that remains close to me and always will do. I had great times there, and you know, I just hope that that go, just going back to that small story. That the moment that I obviously come back, we're reading in the FA Cup last season was was course, you know yeah. was, was just was, was brilliant for me as well because I never got the chance to to say goodbye and 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 that that reception I got was 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 great as well so like you say hopefully one day we can get back together and um and we can be successful together as well so it'd be great to be be part of the football club again yeah, fingers crossed I think I uh, speak for all Blackpool fans to say uh, we hope that happens one day right I think we'll leave it there now Charlie we're on a six half past ten time flies doesn't it so um <laughs> just thanks ever so much for coming on and doing this for us it's really appreciated it's a it's an honor to Not speak to you no, it's my pleasure, and um, do you know what I mean? I uh, it was I was an honour to to play for your club and 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 represent it, and hopefully I've done it in the right way, and 
and um, we could be talking in the next 10 years about, about what we achieved in 2010. Yeah. Well, we'll all be all those old men, won't we, that, um, that bore everybody stupid in 20, 30 years' time <laughs> about what used to happen and... Um, and, and long may that, you know, and that's what I'm looking forward to in, 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 a, in a funny way is that nobody's ever going to take those memories away from us. And, and without you, they wouldn't have happened, mate. No, thank you very much. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.